Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little pop culture, as we're going to be talking the last two episodes of WandaVision, and pretty much everything in between. So if you're one of the three people on planet Earth who has yet to have seen the end of WandaVision, uh, spoiler alert going forward, come back and listen to this one uh, when you're done. But uh, joining me today to talk about the last two episodes of WandaVision that we left uh, you guys with is uh, Kevin Miller. How are you, Kev? Hey, not too bad. How are you? <laughs> all right, not bad. Episode Tree Fitty, this is. Yeah. yeah, we're all the way up to we're all the way up to Tree Fitty. Uh, would have been here sooner, but I took a few uh, weeks off there in the middle of COVID. So yeah, this is actually a double anniversary episode because it not only is it episode Tree Fitty, but it's also the th- this episode marks the one year anniversary from when we got shut down for COVID on yeah. this podcast. Um, I, I had I remember I had just finished because next week, uh, spoiler alert for what we're going to do next week, Craig and I will likely be doing our uh, March Madness bracket, assuming uh, all systems are go with March Madness this year. But uh, last year, I, I think I just finished recorded. I'm pretty sure it was the Love is Blind podcast. You remember Love is Blind? Did you catch that when it came out last year? I, I never watched it, but I do remember the podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, the, the phenomenon that was Love is Blind. Uh, was pretty much the last thing that happened right before the, right before the pandemic. I remember I just finished recording that with Craig and Jess, and then I was like, "So, do you want to, uh, Craig?" Or I was like, "Craig, are you okay to come back next week and do March Madness?" And he was like, "I don't think there's going to be a tournament." As uh, I guess we, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, as we were looking at Twitter, and uh, that was the the instant reaction for the NBA falling apart, and there there was that famous clip yeah. of. Uh, Mark Cuban, you remember? I don't, did you ever see that GIF of Mark Cuban? Because he's always at the sidelines of, of uh, um, he's always at the sidelines of Mavericks games, obviously, because he owns the team. And there's the clip of him looking at his phone, and then he just goes, "Oh!" <laughs> right? as, he, as he realized the world was basically about to end. And I, I the, haven't seen the GIF, but I can picture it. And it's making me laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was classic Cuban. Pretty much the the response that we all had. But I, we're not. But I had geared up uh, to be like, oh boy. 2020 like i'm looking forward to like we had just recorded our birds of prey podcast mm-hmm. um and i was looking forward to you know oh only like two months until black widow and then we get uh you know the falcon and the winter soldier in the summer mm-hmm. <laughs> and the order of everything changed <laughs> well we're not too far off from uh from falcon and winter soldier maybe we'll discuss a little bit of that at the end but uh yeah this this little bit of an anniversary episode is it's episode tree fitty but, but like i said <laughs> mark the, the the march madness will forever be the march madness podcast that we do every year will for, forever be entwined with hey remember that time there was no uh march madness was canceled like three days before it was supposed to happen yeah, or, or like four days before selection worked. sunday <laughs> it's been it's been one year since i've worn jeans <laughs> yeah geez more or less so Last two episodes of WandaVision came out. The final episode, as I mentioned earlier, spoiler alert going ahead. I, I like the final episode. The final episode seemed to be somewhat divisive. But uh, the, the people who seemed to be doing most of the devicing were kind of the... I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and refer to them from this point on as the spoiled people of the internet who were upset that they're... Their theories that we we chastise them on the last or well I won't put you I won't put you on I won't put that on you Miller that that I chastise well, people for <laughs> on our last podcast for just being quite frankly over the top and obnoxious with it and then when all that stuff didn't come true 
they kind of attacked the finale of the episodes. But, uh, you know, some of the things on that list were um, they didn't get to see Magneto. Uh, they didn't get to see the X-Men at all. They didn't get to see Mephisto. Mephisto didn't randomly show up. Uh, there was all, People also wanted Nightmare. I think they wanted Reed Richards at one point to be the guy that... Reed Richards, yeah. Yeah, they wanted Reed Richards to be a contact that they went to see at some point. So they didn't, they didn't get any of that. Instead, they got a decent... Uh, wrap up that kind of tied up all of their loose ends and then left a couple of loose ends to be answered later in, in as we march forward into the MCU. Yeah, but, I saw some uh, memes that basically uh, had it uh, doing the Fast and Furious. Uh, I think it was Fast Eight, the one that had the um, CG Paul Walker in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, where, Fast uh, Seven? No, that was Fast Seven. Oh, R.I.P. Paul Walker, man. God. Yeah, but it, it had them all driving off in different directions after being like, you know, see you around, buddy, and then it shows like, uh, you know, Jimmy Woo driving off towards Quantum Mania and Darcy <laughs> yeah. Lewis driving off towards Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> Just yeah. everyone going to whatever their next movie project is, basically. That was a good one. Uh, what, one of the things I tweeted was after, because once this was, uh, once WandaVision was done, the, the push online for, for Disney Plus and, and their social media team was to start being like, all right, get ready for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then I just started, you know, tweeting sarcastic crap like, hey, do you think Baron Zemo will end up being Mephisto, you guys? <laughs> and, or, and then some other people, you know, with, with, actual ability to make graphics and stuff they they remix the title card for falcon and the winter soldier to say mephisto and the winter mephisto and I was like, <laughs> oh, other people are getting the joke as well it's just yeah it, it i don't yeah. know so what what were your uh, thoughts on the we'll, we'll discuss episode eight which was a, a really i i thought that was the had had a case for best episode of the of the series episode eight but it's up there for me. Totally. I'm, I'm curious um, as to your take on on episode nine because those the, the the people that I mean, like I said, there were there were two the people who didn't like the finale were split up into two categories. One, the spoiled brats of the internet who were upset they didn't get any Fantastic Four or any X Men, etc., etc., etc. And then the people who I, I think had a few more fair criticisms that they they felt. It, they they felt it was a, a little little disjointed and a little little bit you know hot, a little little hodgepodgey and and kind of because one of, one of the things I was like there I <laughs> uh, well I don't want to get into it but uh, like we'll, right now we'll t- we'll talk about one of the scenes I kind of had a problem with in the final episode but uh, what, what what was your take on, on the finale of uh, Wandavision. I generally like the finale. I, I think that a lot of the negative reaction to it might be due to what I would call like lost syndrome, where people build it up so much in their head. Um, there's all these rampant mysteries that need to be solved, and they come up with these fantastical theories that, you know, no matter what, there's going to be a bunch of people who are disappointed that, you know, their specific idea didn't come true. Uh, but with a show like this, I, I, I didn't necessarily need it to be fantastical. And I mean, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to a ton of those theories, so I don't care that Mephisto wasn't in it. I don't care that, you know, Professor X and, and Reed Richards and everyone weren't in it. Um, the finale itself felt very much like a, okay, we explained all the backstory in episode eight. And now in episode nine, it's just fighting time. It's very much like the, you know, final 20 minutes of a Marvel movie. So as an episode, it was kind of strange in that way because it's just like, oh, here's, you know, 25 straight minutes of just straight up action, basically. 
I didn't think that was a bad thing. I enjoyed most of the action scenes that were in it, and I, I like any time the uh, hero can outsmart the uh, villain rather than just beat them with brute force. Yeah, the uh, the, the <laughs> and they I guess they did that twice because they used the old ship of Theseus thing in the in the vision <laughs> the vision fight. Or the vision yeah, versus the vision fight. Student, like the high school philosophy student in me was like, "Ooh, I know this reference." Yeah, <laughs> that, that was one. And then, it, but yeah, I was, I'm like, "Oh, he's doing the thing where you try to trap the robot in a logic loop, right?" It's genius, right? And then eventually, yeah, short yeah. circuits, which gave the best. That was honestly the best of the Wandavision memes that existed. The best one was. There is the clip of uh, Paul Bettany from the first few episodes when he's, you know, showing everybody how to use computers in, like, episode four at his fake office. And then (laughs) somebody posted the one where it was, like, his greatest enemy. And then it was the, like, I am not a robot (laughs) button. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was just staring at it like, oh, no. (laughs) Uh, The one one that I saw was the the two-part meme where it's, like, the two people, like, crying and screaming at each other. And it's it's Agatha and it's... uh... Uh, Wanda and they're screaming at each other and then there's just the two guys who are like staring at each other and having a very logical conversation <laughs> ship of Theseus I agree <laughs> yeah that's good too uh, I, I really dig, digged how Doug I really dug how yeah <laughs> how menacing uh, White Vision was actually it, it's not a, a character or a type uh, version of that character that I'm familiar with from any comics or anything but the fact that he never seemed to have jaw set and had like the really creepy eyes at the beginning and everything like that like it's super menacing when he went up to wanda and like grabbed her face and then just started doing the you know the mountain versus the viper (laughs) yeah the old head crush (laughs) and i'm like holy shit (laughs) they really went for it in this um and uh you know it raises some questions that i wonder if are going to be answered in future things because it seemed very much like there was some stark tech going on in that uh rebuild of vision like they're People have said that like the the mind stone appeared to be replaced with like a arc reactor, and he was doing like the repulsor beam instead of the mind stone beam, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it was super interesting to me, especially because like they were effectively able to solve their conflict peacefully in a weird way. Like, hey, you're the body, I'm the memories. Maybe we can fuse and and still exist after this. And uh, you know, that's kind of one of the the threads that was left hanging that I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it resolves. Um, Cause it was a super emotional end to that episode. And uh, you know, I teared up a little bit. Uh, my stepdaughter teared up a little bit as we watched vision disappear into yellow dust. It was a, it was a very interesting episode. I was, I was into it. <laughs> two, two things I had a problem with one. I think I, I think they they have a plan to fix it, or or at least I, I trust them. The 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 phrase Craig, because Craig uh, and I briefly on our last podcast when we were talking NFL QBs, so I briefly got his opinion on WandaVision, and he used a, a phrase that I'm gonna steal as far as the MCU, which is brand equity. And they have enough brand equity, you know, because we discussed it last time on this podcast where if you watch the or last time we were talking about WandaVision two podcasts ago, where if you watched the first like two episodes of this show as a actual pilot for a television show, you just never would have kept watching. You would have been like, what the hell is this? And then been so confused that you just stopped watching because you wouldn't have cared about anybody. But uh, Craig was right that they had enough, you know, what what he called brand equity that you just stuck around, right? Because you're just going to stick around for 
for you're just you're in the bag for yeah. these shows, right? Brand equity is a great way to put it. I, I think last time we recorded it, I was just calling it good faith. Is you mm-hmm. know we understand that if you're watching this show, you're probably a Marvel fan already, and you are going to stick around even if the first forty minutes are clunky. <laughs> exactly, and you're right about how basically the last episode felt like the third act of a of a movie, specifically the Mar- you know the Marvel style movies with a lot of like laser beams getting shot into the air, just like the the, the Marvel movies always yep. always Nearly end. Like everything paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so there were there were two things I didn't like. One, I kind of didn't like that. Like, I'm not sure if Vision is going to be alive as White Vision and all this. I'm, I'm worried that White Vision will be alive with all of his new memories or whatever. And all of this will kind of have been for nothing. And it'll be like, oh, he's just back and alive again. Which I guess you can do with the Robot Man. But at the same time, I'm like, that that, that feels cheap to me. And I, I just, I'm sure they've, I'm just hoping they've got a real good explanation or a better idea than what I'm thinking of. Uh, for that, that's that's what I hope. And the other one I didn't like was when you know Wanda destroys the hex and gets rid of it, and she loses all of her her magical children and whatnot. Which was a really nice scene actually when they went to because there was that great uh, television trope of they were going to shut the lights off because they've done that in a bunch of episode uh, episodes of television where the final episode is them turning the lights off most notably for me is in fresh prince at the end of fresh prince when they sh- when they turn the lights off uh, to the to the house when it's empty they also did that in cheers and a couple of other, a couple uh, other boy shows meets world comes to mind <laughs> yeah oh boy meets world did that too you're right you're right uh so you know so that's how that's that's kind of a tv trope and then they went to do that but then vision was like no make sure you're the last thing they see or whatever so that was kind of fun but when she was walking out and all of the people that she had enslaved, like mind slaved, like Yami Merrick from Yu Gi Oh style, had literally she she literally <laughs> mind she literally mind slaved these people, and then she just walks out, and they're all ice grilling her, but they know they can't do anything because she's got fantastical witch powers, so they're all just ice grilling her as they should, and as I would have put in that in that scenario. Although I I don't know I might have thrown a big gulp or something at her I don't know, but uh. She... <laughs> She just walks up to Monica Rambeau and Monica Rambeau goes, oh, they'll never understand what you did and the sacrifice you made. And let's just rewind what that sacrifice actually was. The sacrifice was she gave up her imaginary children that she herself created. And it was like, there was no sacrifice, you guys. Like, none of this should be okay. This is is a very evil act. And Wanda should have to probably... Like, like, I realize I'm going Tony Stark at the beginning of Civil War here, that there should be some accountability, but, like, Wanda Maximoff should, should definitely have that one. I'm like, that was not cool, any of what she did, you guys, right? Like, And at the, at the beginning of that episode, there was some real, uh, like, heavy stuff being thrown at her. The one line that stuck with me was the, when you let us sleep, we have your nightmares. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, that's terrible. Right? That's, yeah. that's heavy as hell. Yeah. So it's very much like, hey, have you ever been so depressed that you dissociate so hard <laughs> that everyone else's life is ruined? <laughs> yeah, that is bad. Like, man, like get get this girl some therapy. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that, that was that was yeah, bad. I did not care for that. But uh But I I did appreciate that it wasn't like, hey everyone, like, you know, Monica it's all back to like, normal. Hey, I, yeah, I understand, and we forgive you. I'm glad that it wasn't like everybody's like, "Hey, we get it." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. For weeks and and you know, letting us be part of your tragedy. 
Thanks for giving us nightmares forever and making us victims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I, I was kind of happy that it didn't resolve with, like, she's the hero and she saved the day and yes. now there's the witch trapped in an alternate universe somewhere, sort of question mark, etc. Um, and that uh, there was the shot at the very end where it, um, it was, I think, the post credit scene. Um, mm-hmm. where it zooms in on the cabin in the mountains, and I'm like, oh, hey, it's where Edward Norton Hulk uh, retired. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. The old, someone was getting, like, it, it, it perfectly set uh, up, so... Like... <laughs> I was gonna say, it perfectly I sets up for... That, because I'm like, you already have the second, you already have the second Quicksilver, I'm like, what if she's just living with Edward Norton? <laughs> <laughs> and it also perfectly sets up the, the, the classic trope of next time they go to get one to Maximoff, she's up there chopping, you know, you know, she's up there chopping wood and the person in, you know, yeah. the government agent in sunglasses and she, you know, they, they give Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen the full ginger beard, right? And she's just like, yeah, exactly. they're like, they're like Scarlet Witch, we need you to come out of retirement. She's like, yeah, I gave up that life a long time ago. You know, not looking at the person she's talking to. Just, we need like, you for one last job. Yeah, it's gonna be like, this time it's actually Mephisto. <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh no. She ashes her cigar I like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn, I swore myself I'd never come back. Yeah. That 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 bit was good though when when she was astral projecting and and reading the dark hold cuz like that was cool. That was why I, I didn't understand cuz like A she's reading the dark hold which opens up the possibility for all sorts of uh mystical crap like Mephisto, dare I say? <laughs> dare I say they could they they might save cuz I mean far be it for me to suggest that uh to to go against the 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 whims of the the neckbeards on the internet and think that they should save Marvel's version of the literal devil yeah. for the movies. I don't know. Well, and that's what I'm wondering. I was going to ask you this and and we can get into it a little bit, but do you think that Mephisto is the villain of Doctor Strange and the multi of madness <laughs> no um i i don't think i mean i i think i think maybe maybe if they went that road i'd be fine with it but i i feel like i feel like the multiverse of madness is just going to be like dr strange just kind of running through them and they're going to be making all sorts of jump cuts and doing cool stuff but i i think it should be it should be baron mordo it should be him and baron mordo running through uh what's his name a chuitei four. sorry if i mispronounced that it should be him and uh and Baron Mordo just running through the, the the multiverse, just causing all sorts of chaos, and then, but well, it definitely. And that's what I'm kind of wondering because part of me is like, is it going to be like a Doctor Strange movie, or is it going to be like the way that Civil War was supposed to be, like a Captain America movie, and ultimately was just kind of another Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now that it's a Doctor Strange movie that also involves like you know Wanda and you know all these other people, much the same way as like the upcoming Spider Man is going to have you know probably Doctor Strange and like you know how many more. Uh, at what point do the cameos become a little too? Because um, the good example I think for the MCU is like Thor Ragnarok, where like there was ten minutes of Doctor Strange near the beginning, and it was funny, and that was it. They didn't it didn't overstay its welcome. But it's hard for me to remember that Civil War was supposed to be a Captain America movie. Yeah ostensibly the main character of it but there were so many other avengers on screen all the time that you kind of lost sight of that yeah and that's one of my favorite uh in our internet arguments too is people will claim that the the 
like people who are the Captain America stands will claim that the Captain America trilogy is better than the Chris Nolan Batman trilogy. And that might be true, but at the same time, I'm not sure if the Captain America trilogy counts as a, as a, as a honest to goodness trilogy, trilogy when you yeah. need to watch 14 other movies in order to understand what's going on, especially in the, like the first two undeniably, but that third one, which again is supposed to be Captain America colon civil war. That's the official title of that movie. Right. You, you need to watch, <laughs> you need to watch at least a dozen other films to know what's going well, on and, in that particular movie. Right. Some good stuff there. Right. Because it's like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, uh, not everyone's on board necessarily, but first Avenger, I really like, um, and winter soldier is still my favorite MCU. movie. It's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it makes me really look forward to now, uh, you know, Falcon and the winter soldier, uh, because I think it could have a similar sort of vibe. Uh, but I, I worry that these things become too bloated when it's like, okay, well, you know, how many main characters do we have in the MCU now? We don't really have Cap like Chris Evans, as we know it anymore. We don't really have Iron Man anymore. So it's, it seems like the sort of uh, structure that they're going with is we're going to be introducing like mutants in the phase four. Uh, and our flagpole people are basically like, Thor, sort of, uh, Wanda, maybe Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Captain Marvel? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, they'll be fine. It definitely seems like I don't think we're gonna jump right into the mutants just yet. It definitely seems like we're gonna be doing more mystical stuff, and then yeah. it, it, like Phase Four, definitely Phase Four, and by that extension, probably most of Phase Five. I'm guessing will be. A lot of the mystical stuff. We're going to get into a lot more magic. Obviously, the multiverse is going to come into play, and we'll probably spend some time. Yes, neck beards. I'm sure Mephisto will show up somewhere in the back half of Phase yeah. Four and Phase yeah. Five and be a big baddie. And then once we kind of do some of the mystical and some of the like the hell type stuff, I imagine they'll go to like the underworld or whatever whatever word they come up with for for hell, or maybe they'll just flat out say hell. I don't know. But it seems like we're going to spend some time doing mystical, magical stuff, and then for a phase and a half or two phases or whatever, and then once that's done, they'll they'll probably slide into the mutant stuff again, right? Like that's when yeah. they'll they'll introduce the mutants and they'll be able to do cool crap like that. And yeah, you know, it, it seems like Phase Four is very much going to be multiverse related because we have a Spider-Man movie that's going to have multiple Spider-Men in it. Mm -hmm. uh, or Spider-Mans, depending on how pedantic you want to be. Uh, Spider-Mans. Yeah, we, we have the... Uh, what was the joke in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? The the Spider-Man musical was Spider-Man. Too many Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Uh, so we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We have a Thor movie, which is going to have multiple Thors in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have multiple Yeah, because Natalie Portman's back for that one. Yeah, exactly, and and so you know we're gonna have Mighty Thor and Thor. Yeah, and we got this Black Widow movie that um, they still, for whatever reason, are hanging on to the dream that that's gonna be released in movie theaters. Because I was reading a tweet today that said that the you know the higher ups at Disney or whatever still think that they're hoping for a May seventh theater yeah, release. release. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, hold on to that dream. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, all the Loki stuff that's going to be coming out where obviously he's on a different timeline too. Like they, there's just so mm -hmm. much stuff that's happening like in the next two years, maybe uh, that is going to be phase four, very much multiverse related, which makes me wonder who like the phase four um, Avengers villain is going to be um, long-term because there are a few people, like you say, like um, Mephisto seems like it might be too big to have for phase four only like it might be like a thanos level 
Yeah, I think character. so. So maybe like that's like the phase six villain, but we see hints of him up until then, sort of idea. I've I've got no clue. Well, there's, like, there's... Here, I am I am I am totally um, yeah. outside of my expertise as far as the Marvel universe goes until we start getting more into mutant stuff, which might be introduced in phase five. Like that might be the big sort of cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, well, we're um, in the eye of the beholder right now, and the beholder is is Feige and his team of of flat out geniuses who have been putting this together for over a decade now. Because I mean, like just off the top of my head, it's like. You know, we got Mephisto for for magical, mystical underworld stuff. Dormammu's still out there. They could figure that out if they want to do stuff with Dormammu. There's a guy yeah. that could be their their technical next Thanos. I mean, Galactus, because we're getting the Fantastic Four in. We still haven't had Galactus or the Silver Surfer. There's, you know, a big entire phase ending or, or entire phase ending threats. And then after that, like, and then once you go through all of those guys, all of a sudden you can start doing the beyonder and the secret wars type of crap, right? Where it's yeah. like, okay, the beyonder is going to bring all those guys together and you're going to have to fight Thanos and Galacto Galactus and this guy and that guy, basically every big baddie you've ever fought, you know, all have to beat them at once sort of yeah. a thing. Right. And, there's and there's like, just so just... much I don't know to expect. Yeah. Or where it's like, oh, and I didn't mention any of the mutant stuff. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a bit I know about like X Men and mutant stuff, right? But there's like you know, like what's going to happen in a Black Panther two? I have no goddamn idea. No. <laughs> and Black Panther two presents its own. Black Panther two obviously presents its own set of problems because just goddamn it, R.I.P. I'm not sure if I actually, if I ever actually. Because it, it, it happened when we weren't recording in the summer, but just R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. My God, that just that that. That one, <laughs> that one got to me. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That one. We were playing poker when that happened. That happened on like a Saturday night at like 10 o'clock at night or something. We were. I was playing playing in our weekly home game online as we do, and then just flooded the internet that Chadwick Boseman had passed. And it was just like, God damn it, man! Just what a cruel, cruel world we live in. But uh, mm, yeah, just, that one was a rough one, especially yeah. because it's like, oh, he's been sicker than I've. Long, yeah. Longer than I knew who he was. Great. Get your get your just for, just PSA. Get your prostate check, gentlemen. When you're when you're over forty, get your prostate check. Because if it'll kill Black Panther, it'll damn sure kill your ass. So like, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Let, let's pull it in a little bit because I feel like we're talking about like the next five years of MCU. It's true. Yeah, let's pull it back. Yeah, let's pull it back to WandaVision. I want to talk about that episode eight, which I think has a uh, a case for for best episode. When they're walking through the uh, when they're walking through Wanda's memories and and just going through her her origin story, and you actually got to see uh, where the the concept of all of the sitcoms manifested throughout you go through the eras and like yeah the, extremely the Dick meta. Van Dyke like, show yeah DVDs and it has like literally like here's the origins like here's the inspiration for these episodes like you'd see like uh you know um i dream of genie and the dick van dyke show and malcolm mm -hmm. in the middle dvds all in this box <laughs> you're like oh okay yeah <laughs> i get it i see where she pulled this from now oh there it is yeah and, and they had to go get the i, I love like, lucy's like yeah a scene of like you know we're gonna watch like a 30 seconds of malcolm in the middle where this roof falls on hal <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was not the one who knocks on that show that's for sure uh the and that that scene where she's watching malcolm in the middle and she starts talking to vision when she she's crying and and that that's obviously the best scene like that that 
I don't think it's debatable that that's the best scene and the best conversation in the entire set. When and he yep. has that famous that's the line, that, pole scene for this entire yeah big tent big tent pole scene big tent pole scene, and they had the 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 line that Vision has where he says what what is grief if not love persevering or something akin to that, and then yep. everybody everybody meme the hell out of that line. Everybody's heartbroken at the same time. <laughs> everybody's heart broke yeah everybody's heart broke and then grew three sizes that day grinch yeah. style but it was also like so many great memes came out of that line like my favorite one is what is beef if not a cow preserving <laughs> 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 and then the avalanche the colorado avalanche just had a i'm, I'm obviously dating this just by the but the avalanche had a had a insane game against the coyotes last night where they just completely destroyed them they just couldn't buy a goal kev and then they finally get the overtime winner and the avalanche social media group <laughs> tweets what is an OT win if not the avalanche persevering? And I'm just like, oh, we're through the looking glass here, people. Right? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, this is a crossover podcast approved tweet here. Right? Yeah, exactly. like, those don't happen very often. Those are rare. No, no, yeah, it's fun when those happen. It really is. Um, yeah, that and the the scene at the very end of that episode eight where uh, Wanda finds the deed to the the place in Westview and it has like the for us to grow old in yes. with the hunt. and uh, and uh, then she creates the universe around that spot. Yeah, <laughs> an act of pure creation. She breaks her back doing the extreme Futurama style limbo, uh, mm. and uh, a vision appears. <laughs> yeah. That was that. Yeah, that was that was heartbreaking. That was good stuff. Well, and, and there was so much about that episode. Like, like that was arresting the you know, the grief persevering scene was very like you know you could hear a pin drop after that. There was mm-hmm. the scene uh, when she got into the uh, sword facility and you just see Vision like on five different operating tables. Mm-hmm. And and then the twist in that one was that she didn't steal him from the thing right he she left her there and then it turned yeah, out yeah, that, uh, that Hayward was lying <laughs> yeah Hayward was lying and they that he doctored the footage of that and like I mean we knew he was lying I just didn't think that he was lying about that specific event because it seemed quite plausible and then that was another thing that the neckbeards were pissed off that Hayward didn't end up being anything other than just a generic bad white guy right yeah. like just bad you know guy in in power which was you know they were like i thought he was gonna be a scroll and then they got a scroll at the end of the episode right like peel off the mask he would peel yeah it off. exactly <laughs> exactly he wasn't mephisto and then he wasn't a scroll he was just a bad guy right and then, just a dude, uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, episode eight also opened with that excellent uh, agatha harkness background where it showed her in, in salem in the the near 1700s and whatnot with the the coven and even that had like a fun twist where it was like because you think oh they're marching the witch to the stake to burn her and you're like oh these are just going to be some fanatics and she's going to get out of here and then no it's the other witches saying that she is a dark magic user yeah and i was like ooh this is fun and then spicy yeah it's like ooh spicy yeah that was very spicy and then yeah she sucked the power out of the out of her her mom and all her friends and then she's been alive for 400 some odd years or whatever it is and i, I was just like this is good this is good this is fun what i'm watching right yeah here. yeah i, like, I yeah. like that it didn't overstay its welcome because i'm like i don't know this character really but i also don't need like you know a full 30 minutes of backstory on them <laughs> so no. the fact that it was like this three minute scene of like oh you know that she's a witch you know that other witches don't like her and you know that she basically absorbs power from other spellcasters it's like oh okay well that's all you really need to know 
Yeah, it's perfect. It was absolutely it's something perfect. that has to do with a brooch. I assume that that's what gives her immortality or something. I don't know, but <laughs> I, just, I just think it's witch magic. I don't, I don't think it was a brooch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the part of me that uh, you know was a Simpsons fan is basically like, a wizard did it. Don't worry about. It. Yeah, yeah. She just has magic powers, and she's still alive. And that's probably not her true form. This is not her true form, or whatever. What did you think well, about well, what... magic bullshit? Yeah. What do you think? They, what do you think about what she did? That was another thing that was like. This is a fate worse than death. So not only did not only did we uh, did Wanda do the thing where she mind slaved the entire town and tortured them for however many months she was in the town, yeah. and then walked away with the only thing was Monica Rambeau going, "They'll never know what you sacrificed." It's like she sacrificed her, ima- yeah, she she sacrificed the imaginary friends that she created. She's no hero, you guys. And then, you know, not only that, but she then mind trapped again. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh style <laughs> mind crushed <laughs> Agatha Harkness into living yep. this worst nightmare <laughs> exactly this this loop nightmare world and I'm like this is grotesque this woman needs to be stopped I remember thinking at the end I'm like Monica Rambeau what are you doing stop her <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah. but it's okay. 100% like I'll just put this away in my pocket for a villain to find and, and exploit later on. Absolutely, because that like, was obviously that was like, the thing they were think doing. That, like uh, like Doctor Strange. I'm gonna call it now. In fact, I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is gonna end with a wounded and beaten Mordo just uh, discovering Agatha. <laughs> Yeah, something. That'd be all right. Yeah, that that'd be a hell of a end credit scene, right? If those two bumped into each other. I mean, wouldn't I? I definitely hope we get Catherine Hahn back. A lot of we'll people, a lot of people on the internet were were hoping for the return of uh, uh, oh god, the what were their names? The uh, Billy and Tommy, the children, right? Uh, yep. Because I guess I guess they were saying that. Uh, I guess people were saying that when she's astral projecting herself at the end that she was like looking for her children or, or something. I didn't really quite get that. Uh, that seemed like people were doing a lot of reaching a lot, of, a lot of stretching perhaps. I yeah, like, it, it seemed like there was like a, you know, she could hear the children screaming to her from beyond some sort of veil. Is that what that was? Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's, right. that's how I interpreted it. All least. right. So I'll, I'll buy that. I'm a little bit jaded because we got to say if WandaVision did nothing else, they definitely, it, it, it set the all time Guinness book of records for number of separated shoulders caused by people just stretching way too far at oh, yeah. something that doesn't exist. Just an absolute <laughs> record number of separated shoulders. But, yeah, I mean it, it was it was good the, the the big CGI fight scene at the at the end. I thought, I mean, you're either on board with those or you're not. You you're either rolling your eyes when that happens or you're just like cool. But you know the big laser beam in the sky. I thought it was cool, even though it didn't make sense that. You know, it's always fun when the good guy outsmarts the villain, and she did the thing where she put the runes up in. Uh, in or, around the town when she brought the hex back in and then forced it back out again. Right. That that was pretty cool, but she she did it with the ruins. Although at the same time, you were like, you, you know, I, that's one of those things. You're like, all right, I'll buy that. But it was like, how did she know how to do that? Because I don't think you could just copy this. I don't think you just write like if if I walked up and wrote that symbol down on a wall and like, does that mean only I can use magic in that room? Well, yeah, that... exactly. It's like okay, yeah, is but... Monica Rambo now able to do this? <laughs> yeah, that's that was one of those things where I'm just like, nah. But but it's like whatever, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. And it was a cool reveal the way she like. 
you know, like the, the way the camera pulled back and over her shoulder was just these giant runes. And then Catherine Hahn was just like, huh? <laughs> like, well, yeah, probably I shouldn't like, have said that. Yeah. Going off here because she's shooting like her beams into Catherine Hahn and like occasionally she's just shooting one in the wall. And I'm like, why yeah. the fuck is she doing? That? And I also, I also thought that for, there was half a second there where I thought that they were going to go super lame. So I, the reason I liked the runes, I thought they were going to go super lame because she was give, she was doing the thing where she was shooting the power and going, take it all, right? You know, I don't yeah, want yeah. it anymore. I thought they were going to do your all-time favorite trope of, <laughs> of like, <laughs> let's give them all the power they need. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I can't control all the... Yeah, it's <laughs> too much witch power. And then Catherine Hahn just exploded and then the world was saved uh, or whatever. You, right? have to, you have to do the Peter Parker line delivery of like, hey, Electro, you like electricity? Here's all of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Just, yeah, anytime they fight the electric oh, bad guy, <laughs> that's always how they beat him, right? It's just like, give him all the energy he needs. Right? It's just, and it's like, he's a madman. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Bad. It's, the, it's, the, uh, it's the Aladdin ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God they didn't go that route. Well, actually, I say the Latin the Latin ending was a bit more like uh, a bit more of a trickster. He just like you know, but at the same, but based in the in, in the same route for sure is what you're saying. Just give them all the power. Right? Oh mercy! Ah, a lot of good stuff. The um, yeah, Jimmy Woo was great. Uh, we got Monica Rambo. That's I just I don't get why people were just because another thing that people were the, that the neckbeards were upset about was the the Pietro thing that the, where he yeah, actually turned out to be. How you felt about that? <laughs> I I was fine with it because here's the thing. Ultimately, first off, the boner joke, while lazy, was also <laughs> a family. It was also a Growing Pains reference. Was Growing Pains or Family Ties? I don't remember. It was it was either Growing Pains or Family Ties, where Michael J. Fox's best friend is named Boner. So that was the that that was uh, family, uh, ties. A, family Ties. Thank you. That was another sitcom reference. So I was okay, um, despite the fact the you know the Boner like so the Boner joke while being lowbrow and low hanging fruit and was kind of akin to that those like random episodes of game of thrones where they just kept making fart jokes on a week weekly basis for some reason that i never got it's like what are you doing this is yeah. the most expensive show ever made why are you doing fart jokes i don't get it the boner joke i'll at least be okay with because it the, the boner joke i'm at least okay with because it was a, a family ties reference that said i didn't i didn't hate that he wasn't actually pietro or whatever she manifested i was fine with it but because like ultimately here's the thing even though he wasn't actually Quicksilver, it does still open up and introduce the concept of mutants to this universe, A, and B, that they can do crazy shit like this. They, they, like, like yeah. that they can do that, that they're on board, that they've got the Fox stuff now, that it doesn't matter, that they can do that stuff. So just the neckbeards complaining that that was a yet another thing that wasn't what they wanted or like thought it was going to be or well, wanted it to be. Yeah, exactly. I, right. And, and that's just... kind of where I fall on it too is, and, yeah. and maybe it's because I'm not a neckbeard, despite the fact that I think I might actually have a neckbeard right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe it's because I'm not a neckbeard, but like, I kind of enjoy when they have the audacity <laughs> to take the piss out of the fan theories with stuff like this. Yeah. Because the, the comparison that a lot of people were making online that I saw was the, like, Trevor Slattery, uh, you know, Ben Kingsley being no, not the Mandarin. <laughs> not even that. No, that was awful. This was not awful. It was something. But it, awful is not the word. The The Trevor Slattery thing was, was 
flat out terrible. And I, if you if you are one of the people, because for some reason Iron Man three has had this resurgence where people have been like, no, 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 it's actually good. I'm like, no, I rewatched it recently. It is just as bad as it was when it first came out, and oh, that was stupid I'll terrible. Iron Man three, I like it. <laughs> nah, it's terrible. It's awful. And if I think, quite frankly, I well, if you like the Trevor Slattery twist, and you're now an apologist for that, I, did, you're... I don't like the twist. Let me be fucking... clear. I don't like the twist. No, I like if you like, if you're one of those people is... who likes and defends the twist, you're a fucking mark. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, proceed. <laughs> uh, I, I don't love the twist. Let me be clear. What I like is that there there's so much fan knowledge going into this stuff because there's obviously a ton of people who are Marvel fans outside of the mm-hmm. movie series. It's very easy to be like, Oh, it's the Mandarin. And that means this. And that means this. And we can see it coming because of this thing. And then they just kind of turn on his ear in a way to basically be like, Hey, we know what you expected it to be, but you know, you can't call everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who's not overly attached to the source material, that is kind of, amusing to me if not you know like in in iron man 3 specifically yeah i'll agree it's kind of like huh okay you just revealed this two-thirds of the way in and i'm just supposed to be okay with it <laughs> like that was strange as hell but I, I don't mind it in a tv show like this where it's like hey that's not actually quicksilver it's someone who is happens to have super speed and that's kind of it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was it, like I, I was so it's your only the only reason you think it's Quicksilver is not because of anything that anyone said in the show, but because of the expectations you have based on the fact that it's Evan Peters with with super speed. Like exactly, and that was <laughs> such a brilliant joke when they did it in reference. It was it was it was so good, and just because he didn't end up actually being Quicksilver doesn't mean he can't be Quicksilver going forward or doing any sort of that, or doesn't mean he can't be part of the multiverse. And like I said, it does still introduce the concept that we can do this and there can be mutants in this universe we're just not going to get through them right now because they've got other shit planned and also quite frankly they've done stuff like this before and I'm, i'm still convinced like people hate captain marvel i think well, one of the reasons is for whatever reason. <laughs> Several reasons that we. Well, for, yeah, for whatever reason. Well, for whatever reason, I won't get into this, but for whatever reason, people can't accept Brie Olson as as the uh, or Brie Larson. Sorry, I think Brie Olson's a porn star. Uh, Brie, Brie, <laughs> Brie Larson is a. Uh, they can't accept her as Captain Marvel for whatever reason. I don't get it. Captain Marvel, a little bit silly, a little disjointed, but also they did the thing where they flipped the scrolls and the Kree in that movie, right? So there were a lot of, you know, comic book, quote unquote, purists that were like, well, this is bullshit and this movie's crap now because of that. And I just like, I thought that was great because it subverted the expectations of me, the comic book watcher. But they also used. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because there's so much there's so much canon, like, you know, 70 Mm -hmm. years of canon coming into these things that whenever they can subvert expectations is the stuff that you remember. And maybe they do it in a sloppy way with a Trevor Slattery. And sometimes they do it in a clever way with the scrolls that. Yeah. It more interesting that it's a story that hasn't been told exactly this way before you know <laughs> well, this, like that, the, the that's kind of that... what i'm here for as someone who is not um totally on board but you know <laughs> i i just like to see a clever twist now and then yeah but i mean like if you if you like you can choose to focus on hey i didn't get this i didn't get this i didn't get this guy wasn't a scroll that guy wasn't a mutant we didn't get magneto we didn't get the fantastic four all that stuff is coming so just be patient. I realize we've been cooped. It, it was yeah. like 2020 was the full full year without the MCU. And then you got this. So you wanted them to shoot all of the wads 
uh, off in, yeah. in, in one go. But I mean, like it's a focus... nine episode TV show and yes. maybe you set your expectations. <laughs> focus on what you got, though. Vision's probably back. Scarlet Witch wore a effing comic accurate costume in two, two different versions of a comic accurate costume in yeah. this show. It the was dark hold. It was a great yeah. show without having to satisfy all of your yeah. expectations. Sorry. Fo- it can't all happen in nine episodes, but think of all the cool stuff you did get. Yeah. Monica Rambo slash Photon are in the series now. Uh, like the dark hold exists. We got magic users coming out the yin yang. We're going to do, you, you got friggin' uh, uh, Billy and Tommy. They're, they're, they're kids. Like they introduced the con, like there's just so much good that came out of this as far as going for, I can't imagine being the type of scumbag that would go on the internet and complain that you didn't get Magneto or whatever the fuck yeah, it was and, or and Mephisto. The, of right? the like, format of the yeah. show is that they can use as much or as little of it as they want going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Vision's like, back now, for God's like, sake. Like, yeah. you know, is Vision back? Like, I mean, probably, but they don't have to. <laughs> One thing, one thing I did think that people say that I was like, oh, okay, that like I'll give people this. I, I I heard a few people suggest this that, it, and I was like, oh, that might have been actually cool if they'd have done that. But if White Vision had 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 Spader's voice, yes, I heard about that. I heard about that, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll give you that. That would have been cool. I'm not gonna you know rag on him for not doing that. But if if yeah if if, if it had if white vision had spader's voice i would have been like Ooh, okay <laughs> yeah that was cool um yeah it just it's, the good far outweighed the strong and it just like i said it just seemed like a lot of people were just kind of kind of spoiled and there's just tons of stuff but like we got all the magic stuff now which which is great the final two episodes were excellent we got a great villain in with the agatha harkness Catherine hahn performance that was just dynamite i i I mean, do you think they'll get some Emmys, Emmy nods for this, or do you think it'll be too um, too niche for places like the the Emmys to to acknowledge it as far as performances and stuff like that? I'm sure they'll get some nods for for you know choreography and and music and you, yeah, know, you know the, the pr- I production know. style. I, I wonder I, if they'll get I, some. I, I wonder if they'll get some performance more, nods. I, I would like it if they did, but I I don't know if it'll happen. You know. <laughs> Yeah, because there, there's a there's some great performances in this. Like I didn't like it, it's great to see someone who has been a background character in the movies that she's been in, like Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. um, who like it took this series for me to realize like, oh yeah, like she hasn't been the main character of anything up to this <laughs> well, point. So you didn't necessarily realize it, but she did lose everything over the yeah. course of everything that she's been in. And it's, and you don't think about it because she's not the, you know, the one who's on screen. She's not Iron Man. She's not Captain America. So when it's like, oh, she lost her uh, parents and her country and her brother and her lover over the course of like three movies, you're like, you don't think about it because she's not the, main character but as soon as somebody as soon as he's in the center she's center stage and now you have to live with that grief it's like oh yeah i guess you don't realize that you can have a character with sort of these nuanced feelings and they can sort of explore it over the course of you know four hours of a tv show um other than you would get in a single movie anyway so it's really interesting to explore that when it comes to what i would consider like a second or third string character in the mcu up to this point Somebody, I think, on the internet cut all of the scenes where Elizabeth Olsen is on screen in every one of the MCU films, starting with Age of Ultron and forward, and it's only about 20 minutes long. 
Yeah. Right. Like, like, like so, so she's really like Elizabeth Olsen, of, or, you know, over the course of like seven ish movies or whatever it is, has only gotten like a half hour of honest to goodness screen time or something like well, that. Well, she right? gets so... like three character building scenes, which are mostly there to be a character building for like, you know, mm-hmm. Cap and fucking Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Everybody's favorite other, Hawkeye. Every, every other scene that she's in up to that point is, you know, she's one of 12 people in big battles scene <laughs> yeah I, I liked the ending i thought a little little disjointed but overall i liked it episode eight i thought was just fantastic though with her and, yeah. and Catherine hahn and Catherine hahn really got to chew the scenery in those those scenes i thought i thought that was I thought this, that was a lot of fun is this your favorite season of mcu tv nah are you sorry are you, are you putting this up against the netflix shows yeah uh, I, I think I would have it behind Daredevil season one. I remember really loving Daredevil season one, although the, all those Netflix shows, even Daredevil season one fell into the trap of, it was, you know, three episodes too long. Too long. They all needed, yeah. They, Cause they were all 13 episodes, right? And they all needed to be like 10, but I, I remember like, cause da- first season of Daredevil is one of the first podcasts we ever did on this. And that honestly, I remember that podcast. <laughs> is it? I, I remember I've, yeah, I want to say it's, it's yes, it's super early in the run. And I remember thinking that's the podcast where, where we kind of really started hitting our stride of, of how this podcast was going to sound and feel and, and what we were going to discuss and the pacing and stuff. So that one has, and, and Jessica Jones season one was, was a lot of fun. The, the less said about, you know, the rest of the 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 uh, the Marvel oh, yeah. Netflix series was is is better, but in terms of rewatchability, I I would say this offers offers a bit more in in the in the rewatchable sort of. But I mean, and we discussed that on the last podcast that the Netflix shows were handicapped by the fact that they just would not let them really dip into the MCU. They they were always yeah. like tangential and 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 whatnot, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's between this and Daredevil season one for me, and but that's comparing apples and oranges because Daredevil season one is so brutal and violent and and, yeah. and raw, and this is is literally about a a magical witch who who the the big reveal is they they use her comic book name at the end of the eighth episode. <laughs> yeah, they're, for the like, first time. they're like they finally said it. They got the rights so they yeah. can say it. Big moment, you guys. <laughs> right? like, looking looking back, actually, I'm on the website right now and just looking back. It's a little later than I thought. We did our uh, Netflix Daredevil season one review episode ten. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so leading up to that, leading up to that, because this is a thing we used to do, um, is we did the commentary on the Ben Affleck Daredevil episode six. <laughs> right. Yeah. We used to do those as lead-ins. Yeah. Or like, oh, we're doing like a you know a Daredevil podcast soon, so we're gonna do the Daredevil movie now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Back when we had time to do things. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's tough when you got kids and stuff now. But uh, what, are, what are you gonna do? We got. I got we got. Play plans for well we'll do commentary tracks and whatnot days of almost exactly six years ago (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um before we get out of here wandavision thumbs up from the crossover podcast basically Uh, ending you know a little little, uh, you know the ups and downs in the ending but overall an an enjoyable experience i think yeah because it was episodic and not just a four-hour movie you have Mm -hmm. things where it's like this episode is just a fight and then the last the first two episodes are like these two are just scene setting basically yeah, absolutely. so there there are some misses, but uh, as an overall product, um, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, I like that the enemy was depression. Um, yes, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of meta and, commentary uh, going on. A lot of cool stuff. And I mean, I, like, just to go back to it quickly again, that was the one of the things I liked about Iron Man 3, which is the one of the enemies was PTSD. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did like that. It's just, I, I mean, I was okay from that. I just, A, thought they did it very poorly. Oh, B, sure. Yeah, I just thought they did it very poorly they, they in that movie. Have, they didn't give themselves the runway to explore yeah. it as deeply as I would have enjoyed. But, I mean, they weren't going to make an Iron Man TV show. Yeah. Just wasn't it's, gonna... the, <laughs> it's just, it's the only MCU movie that was so bad that, A, they completely ignored everything they did at the end of that film going forward in the MCU. And, B, yes, they, they, <laughs> they made a 10-minute mini-movie to erase everything that they, that they did <laughs> it, that they also established in that movie to be like, nah, all, we're going to just pretend like all that never happened and do a 10 minute mini movie to erase it. And, and the last thing I'll say about Iron Man three before we move on, cause I want to talk a little bit about uh, Falcon and the winter soldier. The last thing I'll say about Iron Man three, the thing that makes the Trevor Slattery reveal to me so terrible is the fact that they were doing the Mandarin so well, especially yeah. when you consider how fucking problematic the Mandarin character <laughs> is in the comic books. Like it's awful. It's just the total like the 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 just the the, the fear the the Asian fear mongering that went on in the in, in the comics with that character with like the 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 giant Fu Manchu and the and just the 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 witch fingernails with the ten rings yeah, and the, the god the it's so knot. bad <laughs> yeah the top knot and then they were doing it with Ben Kingsley and I'm like this is good and it's also not racist <laughs> I remember being like this is so good they took an extremely problematic and racist character and they were doing it good and then it turns out they were like no it's not and I was like well why why would you why would you do that <laughs> it's just it was just such a bad choice anyway um how juiced did this get you for falcon and the winter soldier in two weeks uh if you would have asked me two months ago if i was looking forward to these marvel shows i'd be like yes but only because i'm so hungry for marvel at this point <laughs> that brand equity craig was talking about right exactly yeah. yeah so this is coming off of like you know 15 months since like spider-man far from home and i've just been hungering for something and that you know you know uh black widow is not a character that i'm in love with but it's like give me just anything please <laughs> um and, you know, very much enjoyed WandaVision, um, would have probably liked it just as much if I was not as hungry for it as I was. Um, mm-hmm. But now I know that they can do it well. And because, uh, like, the Captain America trilogy, if we want to call it that, has been generally pretty great. And Winter Soldier is my favorite movie of the MCU. I am very interested to see what they do with a Falcon movie. Um uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited and, uh, looking forward to continuing my weekly watches of these Marvel shows as they continue to come out in this format. Cause I, I think we're probably going straight into Loki after that. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it's, we get one week off and then a month and a half ish of, uh, Falcon and winter soldier. And then I think we get one week off and then it'll be another two and a half months of, of Loki. And yeah, and, we, and, and speaking just personally, like the the fact that I can now like my stepdaughter's caught up on all the MCU movies, um, and I can watch them weekly with her and have these conversations. Like we're theorizing between me and a thirteen year old girl, <laughs> and it's it's fun to do on that thing because you know she's not like well it's Mephisto because she doesn't know who that fucking Mephisto. Is. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> she can let it be. Yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm... you can be like I think this character is gonna show up, and you know both of us don't know what the hell we're talking about, so it's fun. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's a very good chance for Matt Pierce specifically. I don't want to put this on anybody else, but for me specifically, there's a very good chance 
that Daniel Brohl pulling that stupid pink sock over his face is becomes one yep. of the most iconic moments in the MCU for Matt Pierce. Really? Uh, yeah, I think that'll I think that'll end up being so cool. I I love Daniel Brühl. I thought he was great in in Civil War. If uh, my all, one of my all-time favorite Marvel characters, the Black Panther, wasn't in that film. I think he would have been my favorite part of the film, but I got to give my due to T'Challa. Yeah, he, he was fantastic in that movie, and I think that it gets overshadowed because everyone else was in that movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. Also, that was when Spider-Man made his debut, so a lot of the... Yeah, you know, and, the... and Black Panther, yeah, it was a lot yeah. of everyone. And like, so that was the yeah. Like, uh, like that was the first time we got like more than two minutes of vision, too. Like It was, mm-hmm. it was a sort of big movie for everybody. Yeah, it was great stuff. Uh, yeah, I just I'm I'm very excited. I I think the the dynamic that Sebastian Stan and and oh god, why can't I remember his name? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, thank you. God, man, he was so good in in Pain and Gain. And uh... <laughs> you forgot, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did. But I was like I was like trying to remember. I'm like, God, he was in Pain and Gain. Why can't I remember his name? He was there. It was him and the Rock and fucking Marky Mark. Feel it, feel it. Uh, but uh... about him playing the uh, uh, Doctor Facilier in a live action Princess and the Frog. <laughs> Ooh, I could definitely see that. Oh yeah, that'd be a great man. There'd be so many great characters, great black character actors that can play that. Like off the top of my head, Lakeith Stanfield would be great. Anthony Mackie would be great. Yep. Friggin' well, you, you know I'm always gonna pull for Michael B. Jordan to be in anything. So oh, like Michael Michael B. Jordan could, could be in that. Yeah, a lot of yeah, that'd be a hell of a part to get. Uh, I'd be down with that. Although I don't think they should make live-action Disney movies. That's my oh, only yeah. beef so with that. That's a whole that, other but, conversation. I but yeah that's, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, crossover podcast, uh, just excited as hell. We'll, we'll um, you and hopefully Rob, because Rob wasn't able to make this one because he, he was busy today, unfortunately. But what are you going to do? He's got real-world shit to take care of. Uh, hopefully you guys will be back and, and maybe we can get a couple others to come on and, and talk Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I think will be a more boots-on-the-ground, grassroots type of awesome mcu nine episodes that 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 will be a lot of fun going forward very looking forward to to daniel brill as yeah, as helmet we'll zemo through that show we'll have uh we'll have a uh, black widow also <laughs> yeah yeah well allegedly we'll uh, see. <laughs> yeah we'll see I, i'm not gonna hold my breath but yeah so yeah we'll be back on the comic side because uh, as i said we got falcon and winter soldier coming up uh, WrestleMania is also coming up soon, so that that's WrestleMania is like a, a a month and a bit away, so that's right around the corner. So we'll have Mac back on. In the meantime, we will have a lot of sp- a couple of sports stuff coming up. Craig and I next week are going to do our NCAA bracket. You know, like I said, assuming that that <laughs> that that is all <laughs> systems go. Going do, concern. Well, it's a going concern because uh, this morning, as of us recording this, Duke uh, had to forfeit the rest of the ACC tournament and the rest of their season because of COVID protocols. Because Duke has had a, a very uncharacteristic and bad season brought on by COVID because Krzyzewski wasn't able to do any recruiting or anything like that, right? So, so they've had a very bad season, oh. but... They had a good enough team that if they were able to win the ACC tournament, they could have made the playoffs, or they could have made March Madness. But they had to withdraw today because they had a few of their uh, players or staff or whatever. I didn't read the entire story, but uh, but people within the Duke uh, organization, I say organization because they make money and not, I say organization as opposed to school. But again, that's another podcast. Um but yeah, they they had to forfeit today, so it's going to be the first time in a while that Duke will not be a participant in the 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 NCAA March Madness tournament. So 
hopefully that's not a harbinger of things to come and we're able to do this. But as of right now, Craig and I are planning on making the our, our, our usually annual March Madness NCAA bracket, which would be hilarious because I have not been watching <laughs> college basketball this year. And the week after that, we're going to do our, our Major League Baseball totals, which is one of my favorite podcasts of the year. So we'll we'll do MLB totals, and we've also got a fun thing planned for the end of the the MLB podcast. But uh, that will be it. Crossover podcast available the crossover pod uh, the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and no longer soundcloud.com. Uh, since we are not on there, uh, we are on uh, iTunes. Please rate and subscribe, five stars only. And as always, you do not have to download, but pl- or you don't have to listen, but please download. Not having the the, I'm not able to smoothly transition into my thing anymore because we do not have on we're not on soundcloud anymore so i've completely lost my rhythm i'll get it back in future (laughs) podcasts but we are on itunes please rate and subscribe five stars only and as always you do not have to listen but please download the crossover podcast uh we're also on google play spotify and stitcher yeah stuck at the second time we're also on google play spotify and stitcher so uh check us out on there uh to uh please pump up our numbers yeah that'll be some getting used to for me it's only about 300 some odd episodes (laughs) and with that that, yeah with that closing but here we are at, at episode so tree fitty. So that is it. Uh, Kevin, great talking to you. We'll see you in, in, in a, a month-ish or so, unless we plan something fun to do in the meantime. But uh, we'll see you in a month or so back on this podcast to talk Falcon and Winter Soldier. And who knows? Maybe we'll uh, – I mean, although next week. You know what? It comes out seven days from now, baby. The Snyder Cut. <laughs> seven oh, days from the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I know what I've always wanted. Two hours, two more hours of a crappy, crappy movie. But uh, Jesus Christ, we'll see. Although apparently it leaked online, I just didn't deign to, <laughs> oh, to check it out. It, if it actually leaked, I'm not sure. I couldn't tell if that was a hoax either because I just don't imagine. Imagine building up to a movie that apparently yeah. people want to see for like what three years, four years, and then yeah. just, it gets leaked. <laughs> Yeah, apparently it leaked online, although I wasn't sure if that was true or if that was a hoax perpetrated by, you know, people just wanting to make fun of Snyder stands, but or the Snyder cut stands, but I like to think it's true, but either way, we we will, we may or may not deign to watch the Snyder cut on this podcast. Anyway, that is it. That's the wrap on episode tree fitty. Here's to another uh, 350 going forward. Uh, Kevin Miller, as always, great talking to you. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Good night. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. She's insidious. Sparky too.